Aleph. We're up to three lines into the, five lines into the page. So the Gemara said that there were certain tefillahs that they would say uh, three, pa- three tefillahs corresponding to the three brachas of Birchus Kehanim. And then the last thing we said was that, that there was standard one they would say every day. Then there was the one that they would say for Mosef on Shabbos. Then there was one that they would say for Mincha Natainis and different ones for yeah, Ni'ilah. So the Gemara wants to know like this. When would you say it? So, Rav Yosef Omar being called Brachu Bracha. Rav Yosef would say that they said it in between each Bracha. So the Kahan would say, And then everyone would say it. And then it was in between. Rav Sheshesh says, No, each one was said when they said Hashem's name. When they said the Shem Hashem, right after the Kahan said the Shem Hashem, everyone would say that line. So it was Machlaikas as to when it was said. So, Let's assume, however you hold when it was said, during the Shem Hashem, in between each paragraph, I looked at it as this three tefillos, three brachas of Kohanim. So one, 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 one. The Gemara says it's a machleikas. Rav Mari Chad Omar, psuka lekabal psuka. One opinion says, for every line that the Kohanim would say, the, 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 the Yisraelim would respond, line by line. The Chad Amar Akol Psuk Amar Lekula. And one opinion said, no. For each line of the Kohanim, the Yisraelim would say all three. So they would say the Yivarech Hashem Yishmerecha, the Yisraelim would say three. Yar Hashem Panavelecha V'chaneka, all three. Yis Hashem Panavelecha V'chaneka, all three. So you would say the entire tefillah three times. Okay. Amr of Chibarabba. Says, this whole concept, right, we don't say this anymore, but Rabbi says this whole concept was only said in the Beis HaMikdash. If you say it outside of the Beis HaMikdash, it's a mistake. These are tefillah, we said yesterday, was it? Baruch uh, Hashem Kol Avdi Hashem, Baruch Hashem Kol all these things. So he says that you, the whole thing was only said in the Beis HaMikdash. If you say it outside the Beis HaMikdash, it's a mistake. Why? I'll prove it to you. Rav Hanina Bar Papa says, the truth is, you probably even shouldn't say it in the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning, he's against saying it b'chalal. Definitely not to say it outside of the Beis HaMikdash. But the truth is, he's against saying it in general. Why? This is why we don't say it. Does it make sense that when, you're, when you're, uh, 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 the master is talking to the student and giving a bracha that the student is distracted? Meaning, the Kehanim are giving you a bracha. The Yisraelim should be quiet. They're saying, Baruch Hashem kol Savakov, all these Baruch Hashem kol That's distracting. They should stay quiet. So Chanin Bar Papa is saying, I don't believe you should say anything ever because I think that you should stay quiet. You should not, this is not something that you should, uh, that you should be distracting yourself with. And this is why we don't say uh, practically, this is why we pass in this way. Amr Chanin Bar Papa, Teh, the Nami Bar Mlinur. Chanin Bar Papa says, I hold the opposite. I think you should say it everywhere. Why? Imagine you're getting a bracha and you don't seem gracious. I mean, you have, it's sort of, you can argue either way. You should either say that you shouldn't say anything because it's distracting and you should just say, sit there quietly. On the other hand, the master is giving you a bracha and you don't even like respond to something. You're just sitting there. That's uh, not appropriate. You should say something back, like to show how gracious you, how, how happy you are. Okay. Um, Ravavo. Ravavo says like this. Miresh, originally, Havamina Luhu. It's interesting, Gamar. Ravavo said, originally, if you'd ask me, I would say, um, I'm sorry, I lost the place. Uh, originally, I would say the bracha. Once I saw the Rav Abba, the Minako didn't say it, I didn't say it either. 
Okay, fine. Now that we mentioned Rav Avoh's relationship with this Rav Abba de Minako, the Gemara says something interesting. Um, Rav Avoh, Rav Avoh similarly said, if you'd asked me originally, I would say, in Savosana, I would say I'm humble. Which is always a funny thing, that the Rav is himself saying he's humble. It just shows you that humility is, is, not, uh, is not a lack of self-confidence. It means being aware. He was saying, if you'd asked me, I was always the example of a humble person. But... But once I saw Rav Abba Demako, something happened with him that I realized I'm not humble. He's humble. What happened with Rav Abba Demako? The minig was that they would have they would have a, a, a Rav give a drasha, but he, his voice usually wasn't so loud, so he would whisper to like the Gabai, and the Gabai would project. So Rav Abba Demako was once giving a shir, and he was saying a pshat in the Gemara. He said the pshat to the person, and the person was saying his own pshat. Now, what the guy was said, what the, the person saying the pshat, it was a, it was a good pshat. Revab Rav Zimanaka didn't say anything. Even though, obviously, that's a very disrespectful thing to do, that in front of everybody, he's saying one pshat, and the guy is basically telling everybody, I know better, but he didn't say anything. The marsha points out that what the person was saying was not sheker. If the person was saying sheker, he would have stopped it. It was an emes of vart, it just wasn't his vart, and he didn't say anything. Because he didn't want to, you know, he was like, okay, you know, whatever, as long as it's the Ratzon Hashem. He didn't, he didn't, uh, humility, he kept quiet. But Rav Avos said, if you'd asked me, until that point, I was the uh, example of humility. Now, what did Rav Avos, what happened to Rav Avos? Why is he the example of humility? My in Savus Rav what was the illustration of the example of Rav Avos humility? Again, you had Rav would give a drasha and he would whisper to someone. So we'll call the Gabai Moshe, okay? Moshe's wife, the Gabai's wife, once said to Rav wife the following, My husband is greater than your husband. Meaning, my husband, who's the, who's the Gabai, he's really greater than Rav By the Gokha of so why does he bend down and whisper for him? Meaning, why is he being the Gabai? You're showing him respect to an old man. Meaning... My, 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 my husband is, is greater. He, 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 could, he could give his own share, and it'll be very popular. And it says the Gemara, So Ravo's wife says this to Ravo, you should fire your guy, you know, this is what is happening. So Ravo responded, What's the difference? From me and from him, praise, Hashem gets praise. Meaning, what's the difference? Who cares who's greater than the other? As long as I can the who's happy, we're trying our best, so what's the difference? And that's a very high level of humility. Pursue another Misa. Ravo imnu Rabbanu lelamin mebreisha. Ravo was chosen by the Rabbanu to be the Rosh Hashiva. But kivin chetachaz the Rav Abba de Menako. You have this Rav Abba de Menako, who's a very chashaviyid. Ravo saw that Rav Abba de Menako officially balchovis. He owed a lot of people money. The Rosh Hashiva was a high paid position. So Amar Luhu ikarava. Ravo said, "I'm not being Rosh Hashiva. He's greater than me. He should be Rosh Hashiva purely so that his chayvus will be taken care of." Okay, another story. Ravavo Rachia, this is interesting. This is actually very interesting. Sorry, Ravavo and Rachia Bar Abba Iklahu Asa. Ravavo and Rachia Bar Abba went to a certain place to be scholars in residence. Okay, they apparently spoke at the same time on Shabbos. They have these in certain conventions. They'll have multiple speakers at the same time. I never liked it. I never liked it too much because then it's like you have one has a thousand people, one has ten people. It's not whatever. So Ravavo Darish Bagad. Ravavo gave a Agada to Drasha, like a Drasha on stories, you know, like what we would nowadays call a Drasha, right? Rav gave a halacha shir. So, who do you think got more people? 
So, Shav Kukuliyam, Rechibarabba, Vaozlegavravo. No one was by Rechibarabba here because they don't want to hear Allah, complicated Allah, who wants that? They went to Ravavo's Drasha because uh, he's a great speaker. So, everyone went to Ravavo, no one went to Rechibarabba. So, Cholish Daiter, Rechibarabba felt sad. He was, he was bothered by this. So, Ravavo tried to make him feel better. Amarle, it's very interesting. It's just like human emotions in that one. Amarle, so Ravavo said, Don't feel bad that people came, that more people came to my share. Than yours. Emshel Chomash, I'll give you an example. What is this comparable to? You have two people. One person is selling incredibly expensive, gorgeous gems. And one is selling uh, pins and needles. Who, who, which place is going to be more busy? Uh, you know, uh, you know uh, what do you call it? Amazing Savings or like a high end store? Amazing Savings is busier. Because people can afford it. It's not, it's not because the best stuff is better. It just means it's cheaper. So, so he says, I'll meet So who, who goes to who? Yeah, they're, they're going to me, not because it's more impressive than you. I, I'm just selling to me. I've got cheap stuff. People like cheap stuff, whatever. But so don't, don't, the numbers shouldn't be an indicative of, of the quality. So, and that was the first thing Rav Vo did to make him feel better. Secondly, Ravadi is, is a similar story, like more recently. Ravadi took many, many years to write his first sefer, and he was on a bezdin with Rav Yashiv, and every like six months, this person would come and get another haskam on another sefer, another sefer. So Ravadi turned to Rav Yashiv, he said, I don't <laughs> I spent four years working on my first sefer. Like, this guy's pumping out a sefer every six months. So Rav Yashiv said, Chickens lay eggs every day. Human beings, it takes nine months. And it, <laughs> okay, he's pumping out a lot of stuff. It's a chicken. It's not, you know, it is what it is. It's not. It's not. You know. So, the truth was, one more thing that Ravo did to make him feel better is that Rav Chiyabaraba would always walk Ravavo home, because Mishum Yikra de Bekesar. Apparently, Ravavo was very um, influential in the Caesar's house. So to honor Rav Avoh, Rav Chibarab would always walk Rav Avoh home. But this day, because Rav Chibarab was sad, Rav Avoh walked him home because he was upset that no one came to his shir. It still didn't help. He was still upset. Okay, interesting. It, it, the the Mafarshim tried to explain what bothered him as opposed to just saying he was sad that no one came to his shir. I'm sure, you know, and these are great people. And first of all, I'm sure maybe on a, some level it was pretty disheartening. But others say that he, he didn't have the opportunity to teach Torah properly, whatever, whatever the pshat is. Now, this is very interesting, Gemara. We know that there's a concept called Moidim der Abonon, which is that when the Chazan says Moidim, we say our own Moidim. Where did that come from? It came from this Gemara. When the Chazan says Moidim, what, what should the congregation say? So, Om Rav, Rav says, this is what they say. We thank you, Hashem, Al that you gave us the opportunity and the inspiration to thank you. That's it. That was Moidim der Abonon. Two lines. Shmuel has his own version. The God of flesh, uh, we thank you that we thank you. Again, all different versions. No, no, absolutely not. So we put it all together. He had his own version. By the way, Chabad and the Gra, they don't say they say It's probably because every version is Sha'anu. What's the difference in Taich? No, nothing. I, I mean, Anachnu and Anu, they both mean us, but it's just uh, if, like it's a more accurate version. It's Anu. Okay, interesting. Uh, Amra Papa. 
Rav Papa says you have all these like seven different versions. Each one is like a line short, two lines. Rav Papa says, Therefore we say all of them. And that's why our Maidim is literally all of these in one paragraph. Okay. Om Rav Yitzchak. Rav Yitzchak says, A person should always have fear of the congregation. He should always have, show a lot of covet. A Rav should always show covet to his Sibar. Because the kehanim, when they bless the, the, the congregation, they face the congregation, their back is to the Aaron. And Hashem's okay with that. You see that Hashem is okay with showing that level covet to the tzibar, even if it means having your back to the Aaron, that's, that's okay, because you're supposed to have a healthy uh, covet for the tzibar. Renachman says, another source that you should have covet for the tzibar. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, Rashi and the Me'iri have a machlagis as to what the source is. I'm going to go with the Me'iri because I think it's pretty uh, clear. The Pasuk says the David HaMelech um, was trying to get donations to build the base of Middash. And he says, V'yakam David HaMelech al-Ragav. David HaMelech stood up. So the Me'iri says that's the source. You should have covered because David HaMelech stood up when talking to the people. Okay. V'yoymer and he said, Shemuni Ami. Listen to me, my brothers and my people. What does it mean, my brothers and my people? If it's your brothers, why, why do you... Why is David Amalek describing the Jewish people as my brothers, my people? If they're his brothers, why do you have to say they're his people? And if they're his people, why is he his brothers? Well, what's the shot? So it says, David If you listen to me and help donate to the Beis HaMikdash, you're my brothers. But if not, then you're my people. And I'll force you to pay. Meaning we, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. So Rashi says the source you should have covered is because he's giving them the easy way as an option. But Adamiri says Adamiri says it's because he stood up. Okay, it's two different shots. Rabbanu Amir Mihachi, Rabbanu says another source that you should have covered for the kihila. Why? One of the halachas is that a kayan is not allowed to wear his shoes when he, gets a do- when he goes to dochen. He's not wear his sandals. Why? The Gemara doesn't explain why. So the Gemara says, oh, it must be it's one of the nine institutions of My time, what's the reason why you have to take off your shoes? The Gemara assumes the reason is because the shoes are dirty. And when you stand and Kahan and pick up their hands, their robes pick up a little bit, you'll see their shoes, and their shoes are dirty. So it's not a covered dick. Meaning you see covered at Sibur. Oh, so that's the source you should have covered for the Sibur. The Gemara says, no. The Gemara says that's not the reason. The reason why you're not allowed to wear shoes is not because, it's actually Negev, the Lahalach, if you have an older person who can't take his shoes off. But the, the reason why you don't take off your shoes, the reason why you're not allowed to wear shoes is not because of covenant seed, but the shoes are dirty. It's because we're afraid that while you're dochening, you look down, you'll realize that one of your, your shoelace is untied, you'll bend down to tie your shoelace, and everyone will see, oh, that Kayan's not benching. He must be a puzzle. That's why. It has nothing to do with COVID. It's, it's a practical concern that they're afraid that when you get up there in front of hundreds of people, you're going to realize, oh, my shoes are untied. It doesn't look so good. And you go bend down to tie your shoes and, and, uh, and uh, people will say, oh, he's puzzle going. Okay. Let's go to the next page. So what we said in the Mishnah was that outside of the Beis HaMikdash, the Kehane mentioned three brachos. Yivrech Hashem Yishmerecha, we answer Amen. So because there's three amens, it's three brachas. And the Beis HaMikdash, it's one long bracha because you don't answer amen in the Beis HaMikdash. So Gemara speaks it out. Why is it only one bracha in the Beis HaMikdash? They never answered amen in the Mikdash. They always said, They never answered amen. Amen is um, acknowledging. It's I agree. It's I affirm. 
Baruch Shem means I'm blessing Hashem. So it's, it's a higher level than Amid. By the way, so Taisus has a kasha. So Taisus says, it's not Taisus, he says, I don't understand. If, if they said, they didn't say Amid, but they said Baruch Shem, so why is it one long bracha? It's still three brachas, because you're saying Baruch Shem, Kavayim, Machusad, Lelamvad. And not only that, they would fall on the floor and bow down like we do on Yom Kippur. So it's like, the Mishnah says, oh, it's one long bracha, because they didn't say Amid, and they didn't say Amid. It's not like they didn't say answer anything. They said Baruch Shem, which is longer. So Taisa says, you answer Baruch Shem right after the Shem Hashem. Amen is at the end of the bracha. So because there is no separation between brachos, it's one long bracha. So they, they didn't answer Amen at the end of the at the end of the bracha. They would say Baruch Shem at the end of the Shem Hashem. But the end of the bracha it was just closer. That's the Taisa shah. The Gemara said, Tanar Abanam and Ayn Shein Oin Amen Migdash. How do you know you don't answer Amen in the base of Migdash? Shnemar Kumu Baruch Hashem Lekechem Min Oilam Vadoilam. The Pasik says, you should always bless Hashem, meaning so you don't answer Amen. Amen is just affirming what the person said. You need more than that. You have to bless Hashem, which is Baruch Hashem. How do I know that after every bracha you give a blessing? For every bracha, you gave a praise. So therefore, you didn't answer Amen. You said more than that. You said Baruch Hashem. That's interesting. Oh, that's an interesting point. I guess it shows you that she wasn't she wasn't acting. I guess for that we don't want her to give a bro. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's a good point. Um, let's run through the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah says, <coughs> I could hear okay. that. Okay. okay. It's. Uh, Okay, the Mishnah says like this. Okay. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's what we should all be doing. The Mishnah says, Birchas Kayin Gadol So the next part of the Mishnah was that the Kayin Gadol, the Kayin Gadol um, would say a bracha on Yom Kippur, the end of Yom Kippur, and that bracha had to be done in Lashon HaKodesh. What was the process? So Chazan HaKnesses Neitel Sefer This is the end of Yom Kippur. The Kayin Gadol would be handed a Sefer Torah. He would lean from the Sefer Torah. Then he would lean some of it by heart, as the Gemara Mish is going to explain, and then he would say brachos. Now, what the, the, normally, you'd have the Chazan would hand the Kayin Gadol a Sefer Torah, but that's not what happened. So Birchus Kayin Gadol Kayin Chazan HaKnesses Neitel Sefer The Chazan takes the Sefer from the Aaron. Noisin L'Resh HaKnesses. He gives it to the Rav of the Shul. The head of the shul gives it to the deputy Kayin Gadol. And then the deputy Kayin Gadol gives it to the Kayin Gadol. So they're going through multiple stages. The Gemara is going to explain why they would do this. The Kayin Gadol stands and receives the Torah. He stands up, which the Gemara also is going to point out, which means he was sitting up to that point, which is interesting because he's not allowed to sit in the, in the base of English. Okay. The Kaira Achrimais, the Achbaser, the Kain Gadol reads from the Sefer Torah Achrimais and Achbaser, which is what we learn in Yom Kippur. Then, instead of being Goyel to Maftir, right, he didn't have a second Sefer Torah. We take out two Sefer Torahs. He didn't take out a second Sefer Torah. Goyel Lasatayra, Menicha Bechayka, they close up the Sefer Torah. Then, the Oimer, he, he says out loud, I'm about to read by heart, meaning he doesn't want people to think that the Sefer Torah is possible. But they didn't want to take the time to roll it, because that would be a, a Tircha de Tzibura, even though you're only going from 
uh, the, the end of Vayikra to the end of Bamidbar. I mean, how long, how long is that going to take? But still, it's a Techet Yitzibura. So he w- but he didn't want to just lean by heart because then people are going to think it's a Puzzle Sefer Torah. So he would say, I'm about to read by heart, but it's a Kosher Sefer Torah. He reads the Maftir by heart. Then, he says eight brachos. Ala Torah, Ala Avoda, Ala Hayadoya. Those are the three brachos that we say at the end of leading on Shabbos. Amuchilus Avon, a special bracha for forgiveness. Ala Mikdash, a bracha for the Beis Amikdash. Al Yisrael, a bracha for the Jewish people. Al Kehanim, a bracha for the Kehanim. Al Yishalayim, a bracha for the Kehanim. And the blessing for the rest of the prayer, which is that uh, the Gemara Numa goes through, that it was. Um, um, this is the Baruch Shemei Tefillah. It was a special t- that he would dive in that uh, that uh, that it should be a successful year in Rechulu. No, no, that, that was that was included. So the Gemara says, huh? They did this after Yehoda, so shouldn't we be leaning after Musa for Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's a good point. Okay, no, interesting. Um, now the Gemara. Point. The Gemara says like this. Why would they give the, the Sefer Torah to multiple people? Seemingly, it's to show covet to those people. Meaning, the Chazin gives it to the Rav, the Rav gives it to the Deputy, the Deputy gives it to the Kohen So that means that we're trying to show honor to the Deputy and to the Rav. Here's the Shiloh. The Shiloh is, we have a Shiloh in Shas, that if you have a Chashiv, a, a 10-level Chashiv person, and in the room there's also a 5-level Chashiv person, do you show honor to the 5 in front of the 10? So meaning, you're in front of the Gadol Adar, and a Rav walks in, do you stand up? The Shail and the Gemara. Because on the one hand, you're supposed to show covet to him, he's a level five. On the other hand, there's a level ten in the room, maybe showing respect to anyone under that is a bazillion to him. So over here, what you have, you have the coin Gadol, who's a ten. We're giving the Sefer Torah to the Rav, who's a five, and to the deputy, who's also a five. So you see that we're showing honor to lower people in, in front of the coin Gadol. So you see, you're allowed to. Shamina, you see from here, Chalkin, Kavod, Talmud, Makam, Rab. That you're allowed to show honor to a Talmud in the presence of the Master. That's why we're giving it to so many people, to show them Kavod. So Gemara says, no. The answer is, the reason why we're handing it to these people is not to show Kavod to them, it's to show Kavod to the coin Gadol. That it's, li- it's building up. It's like you're giving it to the Rav, like, ooh, and then he's giving it to the deputy, oh, and then it's all to the Kayin Gadol. It's all to show covers the Kayin Gadol. Meaning, my example, when you have the Gadol Dar over here, and then the Rav walks in, that's a shadow whether you should show cover to him that has no cover to the Gadol Dar. Over here, each Sefer you hand to another person leading up to the Kayin Gadol is more covered to the Kayin Gadol. So therefore, it's not related to the Shaila at all. Okay, now Kayin Gadol. The Kohen Gadol stands up and lanes. Now, the implication is that up to that point he's sitting. Here's the problem. You're not allowed to sit in the Beis HaMikdash other than the Malchei Beis David. The Kohen Gadol is not allowed to sit. So how is he sitting? That means that he's sitting up to that point. You're not allowed to sit in the Azara. Only ones who could sit in the Azara are the kings of David. So, so, Malchi, so the, how is the Kohen Gadol sitting? The implication is only David and his kings can sit. So how is the Kohen Gadol sitting? So the answer is, The answer is, this is not taking place in Ezra Yisrael. Ezra Yisrael, you're not allowed to sit. This is in Ezra's Nashim. Ezra's Nashim, you're allowed to sit. Ezra's Nashim has the Kedusha of Harabais. That you're allowed to sit on Harabais. Meisvei Abakasha. Wait, so you're telling me that the laning of the Kohen Gadol took place in Ezra's Nashim. Not in the Azaro, not where all the stuff is going on. The Ezra's Nashim, the giant courtyard outside Sharniknar. Really? But Mesa the Mishnah says, the Mishnah quotes a Bryce, the, the, the Bryce says, Heichen Karnbai, where do they lane? Ba Azara. Boom. Azara. So how could you say it's an Ezra's Nashim? It says the Azara. 
says outside of the temple Bechlal, on, on Temple Mount. So wait, wait a minute, according to the first opinion, it's the Azara, I thought that, I thought you were allowed to sit because it's Nashim. This says Azara, which implies Ezra Sisrael. Shenemar, says when it says the the laning was in the Azara, it means Ezra's Nashim, therefore it's consistent that everything took place in the Ezra's Nashim. My pleasure. You too.